the Paint, Rest, Repeat podcast with Roz Gervais and Laura Day, where we chat about our creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy. We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. So we are going to be talking about how art, how making art (laughs) leads to self-development. And I actually see that as a two-way street. So I think making art helps you to develop personally, but then also by developing yourself personally, that helps you to make better art. Like I think it's a bit of a um, two-way, two-way street there. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So for me, a big one that I battle all the time, and I know a lot of my members in my art membership are the same, um, is perfectionism. And so I feel like it's probably also a generational thing, maybe, Um, because back when I was little, I think perfectionism was something that was promoted and encouraged, you know, colouring in between the lines perfectly and not stepping out of line um, and things like that. So I think our generation, generally speaking, has an issue with perfectionism. Um, And one way that I've seen that develop for me through my art making, um, for example, was, for example, when I first started my website for my art and I remember painting at home, you know, painting, 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 enjoying what I was doing um, and I just one day went, no, you know what, I'm not going to worry what people think about this. I'm just going to make a website and I'm just going to put some art on there and I'm just going to see what happens. <laughs> and that was really, really hard, but it was a great way for me to, um, you know, continue. I'm still working on it to, to still, but continue working on that sort of perfectionist streak and trying to put that aside, you know, nobody is actually perfect. Um, and if you strive for that, you're just going to be setting up, setting yourself up for disappointment, I think. Um, so yeah, so that was one example. Did you have a similar journey? Did you have that perfectionist streak as well? It's still present today. It's something that it like a sort of cycle around and it sort of shows its head at certain um, points in time. But I think I've become more accepting and okay with that. I think when you're creating artwork that you're imagining that is going to go into people's homes, there is a layer of like pressure um, to make it look visually appealing rather than uh, creating art for, like, fun. It is, like, practising art that if you've got an outcome and you're wanting to put it on a gallery wall or display it in a place where people will admire it, there is sort of, you know, that expectation that, it is like a, a finished, beautiful artwork. But yeah, I think it's something that I sort of developed as my confidence grew as well as an artist. I think when you're first starting out, you know, you may be hit with some certain roadblocks, like mentally, because um, I know when I was starting my art practice again, I was going through stages where I thought well I'm no good I'm no good at this things aren't turning out the way that I want it to turn out like Uh, my skill level isn't as good as I want it to be 
So like, why bother? Like, it's just not going to be good enough. And so I had to work through all of that just to sort of get to the stage where I felt more confident in my practice. And it only, it was only through doing more and more art that I was able to get past that. Yeah. So as you're talking, I'm writing down words as I do (laughs) and I've written down persistence and then also capability, like an understanding of your capability. And I feel like all people people are capable of making art. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Yes, definitely. 100%. Like, um, and whether it's good or bad, well, that's, I don't know, that's up to you to decide who actually judges that. I guess, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, are you going to enter your work into competitions and let someone else judge it? Are you going to send it through to retail stores and let them judge it? Or are you just going to make it and let it be and no, nobody, not even yourself judges it? Like, how are you going to um, play this game? Sorry, I'm not asking you specifically. I'm just asking the universe, you know. But yeah, I just think there's um yeah, I like that those topics as well. Like as you're, you you were mentioning like the purpose of your artwork and how that affects your level of expectation. And the way that we perceive our work is so different and it comes from the stories that we were told around what is perceived as good art when we were younger. And so, you know, Everyone has a different view on this and art is subjective. So it's just like, you know, some people think abstract art is beautiful and some people think that, oh, that's easy. Like I could do paint something like that. I could put a splash on a piece of canvas. I'd actually love to know um, out of our listeners who has caught themselves thinking that or saying that because I've done it myself, um, just the whole, oh, I could do that. That line, I reckon it's so incredibly common. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Like, there's no judgment there, but I just think it's really quite a common. We should just do a tally, a survey, survey <laughs> our audience. <laughs> but yes. So I think that um, lots of reasons why people don't pursue their creative practice, even though like they were passionate about creating art when they were young, it, it usually relates to. Uh, adult or a teacher or someone responding to their artwork and telling them whether whether they thought it was good or bad. And if it was bad, then that sort of imprinted within their mind saying, look, I cannot do this. Like I'm really bad at art. I can't draw or I can't this or that. Like it it is um, something, a story that they picked up and they they believed it and then they didn't... um, have the confidence to pursue um, their practice. That's it. And then, you know, it's taken on board and turns into a self-belief and then you're in trouble really, like because that's going to stop you from progressing. I think just I just wish that people could get beyond the self-beliefs beliefs that were created from this history um, and think instead about what they want to achieve and where they want to be and just look at it at that from that point of view, you know, and then what are the baby steps I could make to take me in that direction? You know, like we don't have to be going for gold here, but like (laughs) what's going to get me closer, you know, and towards that direction? Mm. I think also when people approach their art when they're older and they haven't created for a really, really long time, that that perfectionism tends to come through. But 
if we remember back when we were young and we were playing and exploring, and this is all before those stories even existed, we thought creating was great. And it didn't matter what your art looked like. It was all just about expression and just putting paint on a canvas or drawing and scribbling. And it didn't have to look aesthetically pleasing because it was about creative expression. But you know, when we get older, it's like we sort of place so many judgments on what we're making and it's and it's either good or it's bad, but it's okay to make bad art because that's all part of the experimentation and the play and the expression. And I mean, I posted a Instagram post um, recently and it was, you're allowed to make bad paintings. Like you're allowed to just play and explore and yeah, if you think it's bad, whatever, that's fine because that that sort of contrast actually helps you to move and grow and progress forward because, you know, you might look at something and you might be like, well, well that's not up to the standard to what I want to create and you might perceive it as bad. But in in that, there's also like, well, I want to create something different. How could I make it look better or aesthetically pleasing or something that, you know, moving you forward to closer to like the art that you sort of want to want to make. Yeah, and you won't know that unless you've experimented. I think it's in the artist's way that she talks about, Julia Cameron talks about quantity over quality um, and just doing the work, like and not in a bad way, but just creating like quantity. And you know what? It doesn't have to go up on your walls or anything like that. Just Just make it. I've got like a tub over here where I put all of my, you know, practice pieces or pieces that I've just created on a whim because I felt like combining hot pink with orange, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, and just sort of, they just stay there really. I, I cut them up sometimes for different purposes and that's about it. Um, but as you were talking, Laura, I was just thinking about my children and how they produce a whole lot of art. And it's really interesting even to think back then to our childhoods and when we created art and Pretty much the first thing you're going to hear, hopefully, is how beautiful, that is lovely, you've created such wonderful art. You hope that you hear the positive side. But even from the get-go, that is placing your judgment as the adult onto the child's artwork. And then the child is then influenced and wanting to make art for an adult's approval or for an adult's positive feedback, where actually that feedback should be coming from within rather than outside. Um, and with kids, it's always, it's quite different um, because you want to, you, it takes some time to shift that extrinsic validation to intrinsic, but it's something that I think is really worth encouraging in the kids. And just asking, you know, like I asked my girls, what do you like the most about your artwork? What is the best part about this artwork? And I try to get them to tell me um, rather than me telling them, because who am I to judge, you know? Um, although I do still catch myself saying, well, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you want to encourage, I do want to encourage them, but it's it's about shifting it from the extrinsic to the intrinsic, I think. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so another thing that's changed for me in the self-development space, um, just to highlight the benefits of making art, um, is my confidence. So never before... <laughs> Would I have, you know, shared an artwork with anyone, um, let alone gone live um, because of fear of judgment of others, which relates to the art as well, not just going live on Instagram. Um, So there's a lot of 
growth that can be done with confidence, um, as you mentioned as well, um, your own confidence um, through, you know, making art and popping it out into the world as well. Definitely. It's sort of, it, it is creating art is a vulnerable act. And then in taking photographs of it and sharing it online, it can feel like very scary. And so I guess the more that you do it, the more confidence you build and, you know, the more you practice your art, the more confidence you build as well. So, yeah, I think for me too, like in terms of art business and showing up and doing this promotion and videos and different things on Instagram, it is, it's just about more do it, the more that you do it, the more confident that you get in terms of showing your work. I set myself a challenge in 2019 to build a new body of work and develop my style and have a solo exhibition at the end. And then like the following year, I did the same thing. So it was like back to back, I did that. And so I gained confidence every time that I, I did that as well. I love that idea. You know, so setting setting yourself the challenge of creating a body of work to help you to develop yourself. You know, like you're setting that challenge for yourself. No one else is judging you. That's you know, it's a it's a yeah, a challenge that I don't know, I really love how that's um, you know, customized to you and you're doing it. You're driven from within rather than from, you know, no one else is sort of pushing you to do that. I think that's really really good. And then I also liked how you said develop your style rather than find your style. Was that was that on purpose? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Something something that I said, but yeah, it was um it was more about the journey and figuring out the art that I liked to make. This episode is sponsored by Ros Gervais Art for the Heart membership, a beautiful membership for gorgeous creatives where you can discover how to make art that you love on the regular. So you can experience the buzz that comes with having an awesome hidden talent, painting art like a pro. Head to www.permissiontopaint.co-af-h to learn more. And what I wanted to put out there into the world but that really was a whole process of personal development too because it, all of the feelings came up in that process and I had to do a lot of unpacking around my worthiness like was I was I worthy to be able to like step into this whole like artist sort of sphere and put my work out there and um be a professional and um around you know sort of being gentle and kind with myself and honoring that time to to practice and allow myself time to develop as an artist and spend time in my art studio it built my confidence as an artist definitely yeah, I think that self-worth stuff is a really big topic here as well. And it makes me think of um, the whole nurturing piece as well. And, you know, what would you say to yourself if you were your own parent and you would encourage, you know, you'd encourage yourself really to keep on going and following your dreams and your passions and all of that and doing what you do best um, and um, committing to your growth and your learning and your development and all of those things so that, you know, you can 
look back one day and say, hey, I, I did pretty well with my life. Like I did, I spent most of my time doing things that were um, helpful to the world and also, you know, beneficial for my soul. Um, and yeah, that's, I think that's really the end goal, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. If you've got mm. this burning desire to do something, like I feel like you should definitely pursue it. And for me, it was creating work and having my exhibitions and putting my work out into the world. And yeah, just if you feel a pull towards something, definitely like pursue that. And think about, you know, think about how you how you can make that work, like little baby steps that can help you to get there rather than all the reasons why you can't because we don't want to, I don't know, I, I don't want to rant, but uh, I wouldn't personally enjoy living that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess like, you know, the inner critic sort of comes in and makes all these excuses and it can be really challenging at times just to sort of fight against that. But yeah, I think that, you know, if it, if your soul is calling you to, you know, create this masterpiece or create this painting, I think it's definitely like worth exploring because yeah, it is like your soul calling you to express yourself in a certain way like my messy florals. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. how I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Have I inspired you to go big, Laura? I think, well, it's always been something that's sort of been in the back of my mind, like it's sort of been brewing for a little while and I really enjoyed the big commissions that I was asked to do mm. in June. It seems like it was last year but it, it was in June this year. I don't know. I think um, COVID has sort of skewed a perspective of time or something like that. (laughs) Um, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) But I really enjoyed uh, making those large canvases and there was a certain colour palette that I really liked with like the muted pastel greens and purples and pinks. So it's I'm feeling really cool to like work with those colours again Maybe we should have a um, shared exhibition one day and we'll just call it Going Big. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I love all your ideas. <laughs> I've got more. I've got, an, I've got a few other ideas just popping up now. <laughs> um, oh, boy. I, we've, we've made so many more notes for this episode, but I feel like time is up. We might have to roll it onto another one. Yeah, I feel like uh, working with your inner critic is a big topic and maybe Mm -hmm. it's something that we could break down. But I'd also love to hear some feedback from the listeners. I think that, you know, we sort of pick topics that are relevant to us and our creative lives and our practice and we also pick uh, topics that are relevant to our students and beginner painters. So, you know, I think that finding out more about your creative lives and what's going on for you and what roadblocks and challenges you're experiencing would be really valuable to us. You can reach us through our DMs in Instagram and we'd love to start some conversations with you. But is there anything else that you'd like to add, Roz, in terms of feedback from our lovely listeners? 
Um, no, except that I also love hearing it. So make sure that you do get in touch um, because that helps us to help you. And after all, that is our mission. Um, and if you would like to leave a formal review over on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. I'm actually putting together a blog post at the moment, um, which will give you some tips on how to leave that particular review over on Apple Podcasts, because I know it can be a little bit tricky to work out at first. But if you're not listening on Apple at all, you know what else would be amazing is if you would pretty please take a screenshot of this podcast and share it in your Instagram or your Facebook stories and just help us to spread the word and build our podcast reach so that, as I was saying, so we can help as many people as possible. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And another episode shall be going live in one fortnight. Thank you. (laughs) 